0: First. okay
1: blog told Radio.
2: In the mix. Back-to-back, beat-to-beat. Come on, DJ. Hit hit, hit
3: me with another track. track. Hello, hello, everyone. This is your host, Ravinda, with MVN Indie Radio. I hope everybody is doing well tonight. And um, please prepare yourselves for a wonderful evening. We're going to talk grown-up today. And it's very important issues that we are going to discuss with some very special people who are bringing this subject out to the light for everyone to make themselves aware of it. And I want to um, let you know we're going to have a wonderful guest named Dee Robinson. Uh, She is a writer and a producer of this wonderful project, The Healing House. It's a uh, film that's actually going to be uh, in the Atlanta area. Um, they're going to be screening that on Saturday, um, October the 30th. So if anybody from ACL is going to be in that vicinity, we'll get more information for you so that you can attend. And uh, I would appreciate if you support this project. I'm going to give you a little bit of information about it. Um, here's a, a, a little synopsis of the film itself. Cookie Davis had her first taste of domestic abuse at the age of 16 Young and naive, and because of the boyfriend's quick contrition, she confuses his jealousy with love. This sets the stage for a series of abusive relationships and decades of abuse. When the police get involved, she and her most recent abuser, Vinnie Garland, are forced to come to terms with the demons that unite them from both sides of the same coin. This situation has us asking the age-old question, should she leave or stay? And there we ask ourselves, if we were in the same situation, what would I do? Domestic violence is something that affects all of us on some level, and we need to engage in meaningful dialogue about this matter, which is true. So please join them on Saturday, October 30, from 5 to 8 at the Crock Center. Um, we're going to check out a trailer. I believe it's on YouTube. So I'll find out from our guests if we can get it on YouTube. So um, And let me tell you a little bit about our special guest, Ms. Dee Robinson, filmmaker, writer, producer. So happy to have her here. She was born and raised in Gary, Indiana, only a few streets away from my my baby daddy, (laughs) Michael Jackson. I love my Michael. He could have been mine and things would have been different. Anyway, with whom she shares a birthday. Oh, that's great. Happy belated birthday, Dee. Like Michael, she chose to work behind the scenes, writing songs, creating, developing, and producing live theatrical events. Now, in 96, she made the decision to walk away from corporate America, and I have to applaud you because I did the same thing, Dean, and support herself through her talent as a writer, producer, project manager, and consultant. Her first step to freedom was starting a a writing service called D. Robinson, The Right Writer. That's pretty catchy. As a writer for hire, her motto was, let me say it for you. A few years later, she started a company called uh, mental mentaltainment with a focus on enriching, enlightening, and purposeful entertainment. Her model for mental is information disguised as entertainment. That's so cool. Some of her productions include A Woman Flower, a spoken word CD focusing on love and eroticism performed to Soft Jazz and R b Now I have to talk to her about my project. It's similar to that. Maybe she can help me with that, you guys. You think? D. Robinson's Soul Cafe, a variety show featuring independent artists. Under her guidance, the performers learn to design, market, and produce their own showcases. Now, yes, we definitely have to talk. Little Tainment presents a weekly cable television show featuring a wide variety of entertainment, lectures, and discussions. Invitation to Word Food, a discussion format where serious discussion is the food for the soul. D. Robinson's Word Song. A show featuring spoken word, song, and vibe, targeting the mature, sophisticated audience. Night of Natch, an African-American celebration of self-esteem and pride. Black Pearls, a female performance, troupe. Wonderful. Featuring vocalists of multiple genres, including jazz, R&B, gospel, classical, neo-soul, spoken word, an instrumentalist, and a dancer. Wow. We are so, so want to talk. Juke Joint Women, a trio singing classic, blues, soul, and juke songs. In the People Cafe, an all-night jam session for musicians, vocalists, poets, comedians. Well, I have got to go there. Dee Robinson also produced her first film, It's Never Too Late, in 2010. It's Never Too Late, like many of the stories she's written, is based on one of her songs. Now, later that year, she produced her second film called The Healing House, which is what we're going to discuss today. When well, she decided that movies would be the medium of choice for her story, she jumped in with both feet. She is currently studying, directing, and plans to study acting, but only to help her learn how to direct actors. She says, I have no desire to be in front of the camera. I am thrilled enough when I hear actors and singers recite my words. That's a safe zone. <laughs> Dee has formed a partnership with Logan H. Westbrook, a former record executive, and they plan on producing a series of thought-provoking movies that deliver messages through entertainment. Oh, my goodness, now, maybe I can get one of my stories in there. Let's find out. Um, let me find out if I have my guest, Dee, on the line. Dee, are you there? I am here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to MV and Indie Radio. We are pleased to have you here.
4: Thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here.
3: Wow. You, you have had such an incredible career since you decided to leave uh, the corporate world behind and just, you know, do things on your own. That's a great thing.
4: It's very fulfilling, and I never look back.
3: <laughs> well, I haven't looked back either, so I'm exactly how you feel. I'm never going back yeah. to the plantation. So. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> So now tell us um, about, you know, what actually put you in into wanting to just, you know, create stories like these and, and putting them out to the public.
4: Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm a poet. The poet is uh, poetry is the center of my being, and everything that I do, everything that I create comes from that poetic center. And uh, this story, like most of them, are based on a, a poem that I wrote that I turned into a song. And the song turned into a short story, and the short story turned into the film.
3: Wow, <laughs> now, did you have to get you know material for this story from any personal experiences, or those are people that you know?
4: Well, I think we've all had experiences of some in some form or the other uh, but this story is not about me; it's not a personal story; It's actually based on an amalgamation cookie. The, the victim in this story, well, the, the female lead in the story, is based upon an amalgamation of characters, women that I've known through the years who actually experienced these things. And the men are based on several men that I've met and have heard these conversations that the men have in, this, in the movie. The dialogue mm-hmm. is great from the mouths of people I've heard. It's, it might sound ridiculous or absurd or irrational, but these are statements that I've actually heard them say. So I'm basing it on that experience.
3: Okay, now did you um, come across any challenges um, in getting this this um, project done?
4: Well, just the usual challenges, you know, uh, time and money. <laughs>
3: the
0: same challenges
4: <laughs> I, I think on any scale. I, I don't no matter how much money you have with the pro- what project you're working on. In some way, you're not ever never going to have enough money to get it the way you want it to be, and you, and you always run out of time. But uh, we we pushed it on through, and we got a good product. I think we have a good product, and. And I always have worked with uh, very limited funds, but I've always been able to come out with uh, what I needed.
3: Okay. Well, I know there are a lot of, you know, uh, independent filmmakers out there that, um, you know, come across the same type of challenges, you know, as far as the budget, you know, getting the funding and the support. Um, Are you you able to get support from, you know, like the the large sponsors um, or the organizations that actually support Awareness for domestic violence? Uh,
4: no, I haven't tried to get. I haven't tried to get funding. I, I, I would imagine if I tried, I probably could. I, my funding came from one of my former clients, who was impressed with my writing, and he is the one who actually suggested that we turn some of these into, some of my writings into movies, short films. And so he is my funder, and he has. Um, I guess I'm blessed to say that um, you know he, he appreciates my writing to the point where he wanted to push it on out there and see what he can do with
3: it. Well we're happy that he was supportive of that so you were able to get that out there. I mean it mm-hmm. it sounds like a really great project. Now how many actors are involved in the in the film?
4: And this one I had a much larger cast than the first one. They have three main characters, uh Cookie Davis, Vinnie Garland and Cookie's friend Katrina. And I have uh, several abusers, and I have the abusers shown through a counseling session, and I did that so that we can hear all different aspects of uh, where this violence comes from in men because each person's story is different, and so I wanted to get all perspectives out there. And so I have those pictures, and then we have a cast of extras when we did some of the scenes.
3: Okay. Now, are are there any actors that we've seen in um, a lot of other different um, maybe major projects?
4: Well, I have uh, who I consider to be my own personal Denzel Washington, Cal (laughs) Carlton. I am a big (laughs) fan of Cal. I'm a huge fan of Cal, and I have uh, an excellent uh, actress named Tracee Drake Jones who um, she's been in she's been in some uh, independent films. And she is an excellent actress also. I mean, both of them, they were equally yoked for this project. I can't say enough about their acting ability because they actually brought the characters, they brought the personas to the forefront. And, I mean, they just understood exactly what I was trying to say. Tresé knew and Cal knew, and they just brought it out. I mean, they had this awesome, awesome performers. The world should know those two wow. people. And also Katrina, the, the uh Cookie's best friend, Katrina, she just amazed me because um she just popped up out of nowhere her this acting ability. I didn't even know she had it. And she was just helping me read different lines and she read each line for each of the characters so well. We said, Well, we need to put you in here and so that's that's how she became uh, Katrina. And you would not know that this is her first acting role. She seems very polished. Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, um, what did you look for when you were casting? You know, what type of characteristics and, and like performance history, and the actors you chose, were you looking for?
4: Well, when I wrote this story, I chose Cal because of his his persona is what I needed for Vinny to be. I needed a handsome guy who who could bring drama. Who could bring comedy? Who could bring all the parts to play? But he had to—he had to be handsome also. And I'm not into physical things, but the reason Benny had to be handsome was so that you can see that this is not always. Uh, some people might want to think that an abuser looks like a monster, but they come in all mm-hmm. shapes, form, and fashion. And so that's why it was important for him to have this to be portrayed by a person with a certain look. And Cal just fits the part. As a matter of fact, I—he didn't audition. I called him and
3: asked him if he would do it. Okay. Well, that's good. Now, as far as the female um, characters, what were you looking for in them?
4: Well, I was. Well, what happened? I know this might sound kind of crazy, but whatever I need, it always comes to me. So I just put out into the universe. I said, I need an actress <laughs> who looks this way and can do this, and who has this ability. And my phone rang, and I got a, 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 a received a call from a friend of mine who was telling me about another friend of mine who I had not seen in ten years. And she is an actress that looks just like what I described and is a very excellent actress. So <laughs> I just put it out there in the universe. I, I just said, this is what I need. And the phone rang. Seriously, the phone rang.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, <so. laughs> I, I I believe that that works because, you know, I often put things out in the universe and, um, and I know a lot of other people that do too. You can pretty much reach a lot of goals doing that. You just got to open up the doors to get to what you want. And um, exactly. I think that was great that that came to you like that, you know, and you were successful with that. So now, mm-hmm. um, in the film, is there any um, domestic violence that is, like, done, you know, in a way where, you know, it's, I guess, so realistic that it brings the awareness to people about how serious it is?
4: Yes. As a testament to their acting ability, it looks very authentic. It looks very authentic. As a matter of fact, I cringed when I saw when I when I was watching it being shot. I, I cringed because it was just that realistic.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I would I would believe that it has to be looking that realistic for it to get that message across. You know, you have yeah. to really be compelling with that that material so people will seriously believe that you know you really are getting hit or hitting and um mm-hmm. you know it wouldn't even really pass anybody's mind if it didn't look realistic and right. especially as bad as the situation is in America you know like women throughout the world actually you know when i've i've been recently hearing stories about um domestic violence happening you know overseas where they have rights to abuse their women um yes yeah, part of the culture right and i think that the the entire world needs to go, you know, on some type of awareness um, protest to stop the violence against women. Period, wherever they are. I don't care if it's some type of cultural thing or not. I don't think that you know women deserve to be hit, and I don't think people should have a right to hit them. I just Nobody read an, an article. Right, I just read an article in um the um Arab Emirates, um people over there are, you know, protesting that they have their rights to follow the laws, which say that a husband is allowed to hit his wife as long as he doesn't leave any visible bruises or scars. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
4: I think that's terrible, but I think that it will change. Uh, there's something stirring. It's been stirring within the last maybe 30, 40 years that everybody who is pressed are now standing up, rising, and, and saying they're not going to take it anymore. The unfortunate part about it is that change does not happen overnight. You know, it starts in like a, when you put a pot of water on to boil, and it, it, mm-hmm. it sits there for a while, and then it starts to bubble slowly, slowly, and then eventually it just starts to boil, that hard boil, and it, it takes that a long period of time for it to to come to the forefront. But it is changes in the air. You know, it's not happening fast enough, and I. I can tell you, honestly, I'm, I'm aware of about domestic violence and abuse, but I had no idea the number of people walking around among us every day who have been abused. And I don't have the empirical data, but based upon me just having conversations with women and people calling me and telling me this, that, and the other, I would say 8 out of 10 women have been abused in some way, mm-hmm. emotionally, uh, psychologically, physically. It's, it's, the numbers are so huge As a matter of fact I only think During the whole process Of me making this film with about six months I only met two women Who said they had not Been abused In any form
0: hmm. And well,
3: i you think About that, that Isn't that I'm, unusual I've <laughs> never In my entire life been verbally or Physically by anybody So I'm probably saying I have not Had that experience However I have relatives And I have friends and people that I know who haven't had those experiences, and, I mean, in the beginning, you don't understand how they allow stuff to happen like that because when, you know, it doesn't happen to you, you can't really understand. So I'm assuming that a lot of people out there that see it, you know, put the blame on that person as getting it saying, why don't you leave or whatever And they just don't realize that it's sometimes not that easy to leave. I mean, it's a lot of psychological damage going on there, too.
4: Yeah, brainwashing. I'm one of the ones who used to say, just just leave. You know, that's my bottom line. Just leave. Mm -hmm. And then people say, well, I have no place to go. What would I do? And I would say any place is better than here. But I understand it's not that simple for everybody. One thing I have learned in life is that one cure does not fit everybody. Everybody right. has to work it out in their own way, you know. Uh, and, and so I was wrong when I tell people, "Just leave, just leave, just leave." But I had to learn that, you know. Every, everything does not work for everybody, but everybody should find a way. Somebody, if they know someone who is being abused, you have to find some way to reach that person to try to help them, you know. Because they, if they won't do it on their own, you have to try some way to try to get that person to see that they are being abused. I have a friend right now who is being terribly abused emotionally. I mean this guy's mm-hmm. torturing her. He's torturing her. And it's like he's waiting for her uh to commit suicide because he always tells her, Why don't you just go and commit suicide then? If you love me that much he, this yesterday mm-hmm. yesterday she called and told me that. He's he's a terrible mm-hmm. person for doing that though. He has that much power over her. Mm-hmm. She needs help. And I I I made a personal place I say you have to come to this movie Saturday for your own good. Because when mm-hmm. he gets there, there's going to be other people there who have been in the same situation and who can help her, and she's surrounded by uh, resources where she can reach out right then and there and see somebody that and talk to her or to help her and to see men who are saying that this is wrong. And to just she needs to be made aware, other than me telling her that this is what he's doing to her. You know, uh, I think he's a terrible, terrible person for him to be trying to
0: push her mm-hmm. to the
4: point of suicide. When he told her, why don't you just commit suicide? And she's on the verge. She's on the edge. You know, so that's that's emotional,
0: that's psychological and
3: emotional abuse. Mm hmm. Well, I know a lot of times they they don't see that they can get any help because of fear, because um, there have been a lot of uh, incidents where women have tried to make the the step to go and, and get themselves help, and they've get going out and gotten the um, you know the um, uh the law to help in getting people to you know support them by like, like letting them stay at their house or going somewhere else away from the guy and just not communicating with them but uh, there's been incidences where these these guys or these women have gone and actually you know killed the person because they just they can't deal with that happening That's you know, true. them That's leaving true. them so uh, and a lot of times they, they they are like that because of whatever way they grew up you know I know kids who grew up watching their parents fight, and now they are, like, on the other end of the stick. They're either an abuser or being abused. So it's like a part of life to them. So the thing is, we just need to break the circle. People need to start getting help. And when we have children, your children are going to be watching that and, and putting that in their lives. They're going to think that's exactly. something that's supposed to happen, you know. Exactly. And, and people to, don't need uh, to die over you know. So. hmm I
4: went to. I was invited to come to an intervention group. Well, it wasn't an intervention. It was a, a, a counseling session for people who had been picked up, who had been arrested for domestic violence, and it was put on by the Cab County uh, Court System. And when I got there, there was 50 men, uh, 45 of them black. And what was so disheartening and heartbreaking, they had people that looked as young as 16 years old who were in there for physical violence toward their mate. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it, this young. And so one of the questions that was posed to them was, how many have you seen when you were growing up, how many of you have seen your mother be abused by her mate or husband? And just about everybody's hands went up. And so the next question was, how many of you swore or vowed that you would never do that to a woman when you grew up? And all those same hands went up, but they were in there for their very thing, doing the same thing they had seen being done to their mother. And one young man said, "Well, I didn't know it was wrong because I saw my mother being abused by her husband all these years, and she stayed with him. So I thought that's what
1: you were supposed to do.
4: You know, so so you're right. They don't they don't know. they it's just like people. They don't know any better. The, the abusers, these young crop of, crop of abusers that are coming out, they don't know any better. This is what they've been. This is what they've learned."
3: Mm-mm-mm. Well, we have so many things to do to start helping people get through these types of uh, situations that they're experiencing. And when our laws get strengthened so that, you know, it's harder for you to get away with doing this stuff, you know, then I think it's going to maybe put some type of fear in somebody to know that, you know, you really going to seriously go to jail for the rest of your life. For abusing somebody, even before you even have a chance to kill that person, just because you hit that person or abuse that person for a certain amount of time or whatever, you can really seriously go to jail for a long time. So they shouldn't let them wait till they get, till they kill somebody to make the law stronger.
4: Well, you know what I'm thinking, Ravenda. I'm thinking that If something else is going to have to happen internally. A person is going to have to be changed inside, you know, because um, Laws and jails and prisons don't deter crime, as we can see by the mushroom numbers of people who are locked up. You know, you know, if you shoot somebody, you know, if you kill somebody, you go into jail, and they have no fear. They don't. They don't care. They do it anyway. The, the jails are filled up with people who have committed crimes. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and that didn't stop them. So it's going to have. It's going to take something inside to change that person to make them not want to hurt another person. You know, and that's the challenge that we're trying to uh, work with. With the healing house We want people to see that there has to be another way You know, it's like uh, something spiritual has to happen Or some kind of cleansing of your soul Or something has to happen To make you not want to do it
3: Unless they want God to come down And choke slam everybody that's done it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Wish could
3: could be that simple. come down and choke slam them and you have to stop <laughs> Yeah, wish it could be that simple
4: <laughs> yeah. Well I,
3: I'm glad that um, You know I didn't have that In my life to, from, I have three children so I'm glad I didn't see anything like that Happening to me That they would go out there and be that way To anybody else and, and I'm hoping that they Don't begin having any type of tend- Tendencies like that either Because some people Very just Have anger management issues and Some people are bipolar You know I know people who I have a girlfriend who was married for 13 years before her husband all of a sudden just decided he was going to slap her. She's mm. never, ever had anything like that happen to her. And all of a sudden, and he and he did it while she was asleep. He just slapped her while she was asleep because he was angry about something and she wouldn't wake up. So he goes and mm. slaps her and, like, it's just her for a loop. And he just decided he was going to do that. But she was one of those smart people who said, oh, I'm not having this. And and she just, you know, began her divorce paperwork and everything and put him out the house, and, I mean, he, but it just turned into a situation where it just got real bad. It was, like, some violence on both sides, you know, like, you know, the things he did to provoke her and vice versa, and it just got out of hand, but it was just weird because, like, you, for 13 years, you married, and you had this wonderful marriage, and all of a sudden, he just snapped.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, There's something perfect.
4: going on. And, you know, a lot of times I think, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't give clinical responses, but just going by my observations and what I see and uh, what I can discern from, from, from what I see people do, I know a lot of times men strike out in violence um, when they're, they're angry. They're taking their anger out on the person that's close to them. You know, a lot of times, with, you know, just like as an analogy, when someone in your family is on drugs, they first start stealing from the family. The family is always the first victim of their, of their thievery because they know mm-hmm. the family won't, won't hurt them so bad. You know what I mean? The right. family doesn't get away right. with it. You shouldn't have done that, or I don't want you to go to jail, so don't do it again. They get away with it with their family. And so when you're angry at the world and you can only strike out, you strike out at somebody who you know is defenseless, more defenseless than you are. And so you hurt those who are closest to you. You go home, close the doors. You 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 beat your spouse, or you beat your children, and it's oftentimes closeted, it's kept secret. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's where you start taking out your anger, because you can't take it out on your boss, because you'll get fired. You can't take it out mm-hmm. on somebody on the street, because they might whip your butt back. So you go home
0: mm-hmm. to your safe
4: zone and hurt those you love. You know.
0: And that's one good. thing I
4: can say, I I can say that I know some very strong, powerful women, intelligent women who are who are victims of abuse. And I know some wonderful, wonderful men who are abusers. And I'm just trying to figure out what we can do to make these strong women be strong in all aspects of their lives and what we can do to make these wonderful, wonderful men be wonderful all the time. You know, because right. they, they only they only take it out on a, on a little bitty pocket in their house. You know, they, they, those mm-hmm. same men who are abused who will beat up their spouse um, will will not go out in the street and do that. A coworker might do no, anything they, they want
3: to do to them, and they won't strike back at that person. They'll go home and take it out no, on somebody won't. else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, abusers tend to take out, out you know, aggression on the, what who they deem to be weaker than themselves, anyway. Yeah, whether back, it's a child like or a really sensitive adult who who won't hit back. You know, they can tell when somebody won't hit back.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Just like, just like I've never
3: come across anybody. I know I will hit back. I don't have to, I'm not breaking my nails. I'm gonna grab a chair, a hammer, a baseball bat I'm going to, whatever 'cause i i you would never ever have an opportunity to even coming in there as a burglar in my house because there's a there is something hidden everywhere in my house so you will, you will get it whether you get me trapped in the kitchen or you get me trapped upstairs or whatever I'm going somewhere and you won't even realize that I'm pulling out something i'm just, I'm just gonna get you.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you you ready for combat.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm going to, I mean cuz yeah. if I if I had a, a husband or, or a boyfriend or whatever that all of a sudden decided he wanted to do that to me. I mean, I've had people who have tried to be verbally abusive. I do not tolerate that either because that's where it leads to something more. And mm-hmm. if I've ever had anybody actually put their hands on me, it would be like probably the last thing they ever do or something they regret very, very Bad. I mean, they they would never, ever think of doing that again because you have to put your foot down and you have to stand up and tell somebody, I'm not going to tolerate that. You know, well, see, I mean, if you can do it, get the daddy to do it, get somebody else to help you and get your back or be there with you, you know, if you have that. Now, when you don't have anything like that, any kind of support system, I can I can see that, you know, you might feel alone that you can't fight back or whatever then, you know, you've got to ask yourself, is this something I want? You look at the news every day, somebody's dying over this, you, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to die, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There's a lot mm-hmm. of women in jail, too, who have took measures in their hands uh, because they waited till it was really pivotal to do something about it. And at that point, they were just built up with anger and, and frustration, and they just made the wrong choice. They
4: snapped. They you have know, a TV with, show called Snapped where they show the women sometimes who – some of the women are sometimes victims of abuse and then they just snap, you know, and, and mm. kill their kill the abuser and but we want to stop it before it gets to that. We wanna to try to right. find out a way to create a situation where where people can people can change. People can change because can. it's learned behavior. It's it's not it's not innate. Nobody's born to be that way. It's learned behavior and so it can be it can be changed. You know, it's not easy but it can be changed. And that's what we're hoping to no,
3: do. No. And we have a lot of movies that are out that, you know, are are depicting these types of stories in all shapes and forms, whether it's a poor family or a rich family, you know, it can happen to everybody. And it's not any particular race either. It's like everybody. So um, exactly. hopefully, you know, at some point in time we can do something where people just help one another. Because I, I know, well, recently we had a situation over here in New Jersey where a husband, um, he actually killed the children. He he hmm. just snapped. He just snapped, and, and they had warnings because he was doing something. He was doing crazy stuff, and and like the kids were texting and uh, twitting um, the certain behaviors that their father was showing, and they were just taking it lightly. And he actually just one day picked up a shotgun, and his his wife was at work at the hospital. He just went and just shot his three kids. Now two of them died. One died in the house. One, two got out, but the other one was wounded so badly that you know he just didn't make it. And um, he didn't he, he didn't go after his father. His father was in the house. His father was like uh, disabled or something, and he didn't go after him. He went after the kids. And then he, um, I guess he had like a police situation when he ended up um, getting killed. I think he tried to kill himself or something. Or, the police killed him, whatever happened, but um, it destroyed that whole family. And the mother didn't even know until she came home from work because nobody took the time to go and let her know, you know, while she was at work. She works like an overnight shift at the hospital. So, I mean, this happened in the, not even in the middle of the night, but, you know, when the police come in the hours, they're going to be there all night. So nobody could reach her. And then she just came home from work and found seen all the police stuff happening, and then found out what happened, which was awful. That is
0: terrible. But that,
3: that domestic terrible. situation happened where he just took his his anger out on the children, and they weren't even little kids; they were like teenagers.
4: And unfortunately, that that scenario is repeated across the land, across the world, like every few seconds. That same that, scenario. That same- you know, and it's, right. it's frightening, and, and, and we, it doesn't have to be that way. I know the world is, everybody in the world is under a lot of stress right now. These are trying times, a little bit more trying than any time that I can remember since I've been an adult. It's a lot of economic turmoil, and when it's economic turmoil, that leads to a lot of other kind of things, you know, a lot of frustration. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. And, and so and that, I don't know if that's contributing to the escalation the current escalation in, in violence toward each other. I don't know if that's it, but it's something that is happening, and we have got to take a, a hold of this or at least try. We have got to try. And I know it won't get better if we don't do anything because, I mean, nobody's going to all of a sudden say, okay, I'm tired of doing that. I won't do that anymore. You know, it's something we're going to have to make them change, you know. And then hope, hopefully, the Healing House, we will be able to reach some people. I had an experience the other day where I met a man, and he saw the flyer, and he started a conversation uh, he read the flyer from cover to cover, both both sides, twice, and then he was asking mm-hmm. me. Uh, he was ask, he was asking me how long the process was to go through the healing house, and that I think it could really help people? And I, I hated to tell him. I said, "Sir, this is just a movie, you know." He was hoping that it was a real place, because obviously their brother was wow. he was hurting inside, and and I don't know if he was an abuser or if he had been abused. I don't know, but he was reaching out. And it was coming from a place, of, a place of pain. I could see it on his face. We talked 30 minutes. He was he was asking me questions about, you know, do I think that abusers can be helped? Uh, he was asking me how long it would take. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it was just a series of questions that let me know that he had some issues that he was dealing with, you know. So I'm hoping that he'll come to the movie, not saying that the movie is an answer. I'm saying that the, the movie is opening the door for people to seek answers. That's what I'm hoping wow. will happen.
3: Now, in that area where the film is going to be, do they have any places that provide support to people like that?
4: I don't know, but I know that the facility that we're having at, they, they serve underserved uh, community, And a lot of the people in that neighborhood, in that community, could benefit from seeing the movie. As a matter of fact, I told the uh, director of the facility that um, I would open the door for 10 people from the community to come in Free, if uh, if they would like to, because I think that they would benefit from from this exposure, from from seeing it, mm-hmm. you know. Because a lot of times they know mm-hmm. the, the less educated you are, uh, or the less sophisticated you are, the less you know about how to get help, you know. I mean, it's it's women who with college degrees who don't know what to do or can't find help. So I know that uh, people with less resources know even less what to do. So you know, I, I, like I said, I opened the door for ten people in the community to come in as my guests if they wanted to see the movie. And
0: hopefully
3: they'll take the tip on it. It would be wonderful if, um, you know, with the outcome of the, the film that you are able to create a project like that, uh, an actual healing house, you know, um, for um, men and then one for women. Uh, that would be a wonderful idea. Well, to, we're working you know, on something. we got a little something to wrap. It. That would <laughs> like, be great. Uh, any yeah. support that I could offer you to let me know, I'd be happy to do so. Now, while we're talking about, you know, fabulous men, I want to bring Cal into the conversation. Cal, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Cal?
2: What's going on, Welcome back to (laughs) the show.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank
2: you. It's an honor to be here, you know.
1: I
4: want to go on record as as saying I am Cal's biggest fan. Uh,
2: Okay, Okay. Make that official. (laughs) Yeah. D is uh <laughs> definitely um giving me the opportunity to uh play um characters that are outside of my um essences, um, so to speak. <laughs> um excuse me, um, giving me the opportunity to play characters I normally don't get cast for and he's opening up doors for me as well. Um also, um, on line, um Ravinda is the my co star who is Trice, and um Yasmin I believe is on the line as well. I don't know if you're going to be able to get at them um, or decipher who is who. Um, is there any way we can tell who is who so we can bring them in as well? Um, if I could
3: just have the last four digits of the telephone number they're calling from.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have them text it to me. Um, they're listening. And um, I just
3: brought um, somebody in at area code 404 with the last four digits 3066.
2: Uh, let me see. um. It's
4: modern it
3: technology, Yeah, I think that is Trise. Hold on, I'll tell you. Okay. Yasmin, last number is at three zero eight eight. Okay, I
5: don't. Okay, that's Yasmin. Mm hmm.
3: Three zero eight eight. Okay, Yasmin, are you on the line with us? I just open the line for you.
5: Yes, I am. How are you?
0: Yasmin. Hi. Hey. Howdy. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah.
2: What's going on? Well, we got the reunion. <laughs> it Trice, is. are you there? Trisset is
3: uh, 1932. Okay. All right. line open now. Hello,
1: Jose. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. It's a Hello. pleasure to be here. Hey, hey. This is a reunion. Hi. <laughs> My co-stars,
2: <cold laughs> they made me shine. Well,
1: that, that wasn't difficult. And Ravinda, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for allowing us to share this forum with you.
5: Hi, Dee.
3: Oh, it's okay,
5: definitely my things. pleasure. Okay. <laughs> I am honored. I am honored to be on your show. I'm also um, humbled to have been asked to work with Dee um, and to be able to work with such talents as Cal and Trise. They are tremendous talents, and um, I'm, I'm honored to have been able to work on this project.
2: No, 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 no! I'm honored. I'm, 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 I'm honored, and I'm humbled. And I am. I am so you know big, big blessed on a to with, each other with these, to talented death. I know. these talented women. These talented oh, women. These talented women on the line oh, here. Oh no!
1: no! I, I beg to differ. I am. I am so humbled. I'm lying on the floor <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Yourself. Well, I'm the most humbled.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Fine. You win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We are all one another's biggest fans.
3: Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah absolutely, to ask, absolutely. I know that you you've had, you know, you have such a great career and I mean you have had a lot of challenging roles. Now, what was the most challenging for this role for you?
2: Um it's a uh to to be someone to treat somebody bad is 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 difficult for me. Um 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 people that know me um and people that have experienced me in life um i'm very very um normally i am not like a i don't get mad or i don't you know i try to take the the nice way out i don't like confrontation but if you back me into a a corner of course i'm gonna come out and you know defend myself but um i think that was the hardest part um the way d wrote the the uh character was um it, it wasn't that easy for me to fall into, but once Dee and um, I think that Trise and um, Yasmin see me on set, turn from, you know, how can I help you to this 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 monster. Um, anybody that abuses anybody, whether it's male or female, is a is a monster to me. Whether it's a woman or a man, or someone that's abusing a child, so it's um, I it was just, it's just, it's just difficult. You have to, you have to go into a zone and then you have to come out of it. And that's the beauty of acting is that I can jump into somebody else's words and transform them and bring them to life. And then I can jump back out of them. Um, unfortunately there are some actors that get stuck. And, um, I think that that might've, what happened to the guy that was playing the Joker is that he got stuck because he played,
3: (laughs) he played two,
2: two or three different roles back to back that were like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. Um, on the demonic and um, very bad side. But I think the most important thing is that these kids and and women and men should know that, you know, good people do do bad things, and it's not always the bad people that do things. So I think that that's the biggest message here is that um, we need to inspire everybody to do better. You know, a woman shouldn't put her hands on a man, and a man shouldn't put his, his hands on a woman, and there's no need to be beating kids unmercifully um, I think that our parents that may be 60 years or older um, came from an era where, you know, we were beat to get us to do, even though we had a strong will, the only way to break us was to beat us. And, and now that everybody, if you know better, then you need to do better.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, because it was probably hard to get rid of that that, that continuous um life or or you know the actions that took place from you know, I mean we go as far back as getting beat from being slaves. So uh cool. I I would I would have to say that for a lot of generations down the line it was just pretty hard to find any other reason could you know or any well, other remedy to
2: do A majority you know, of my children discipline don't your understand children. What slavery was or what right. the uh the hard times were um in the sixties and the early seventies, um, as as far as that's concerned with, you know, people being they they can't fathom um being lynched or being beat or being whipped. And mm-hmm. the kids that are are coming up now, um, my own children don't they, don't they don't they don't get beaten. I mean I, I talk very sternly to them. I, I think I may have had to, you know, maybe um beat my sons um, just to you know, to get them to understand, so they know what it is to get a beating. Uh, my girls, I mean, they don't, they don't. My girls don't get beat. I mean, you know, they, you know, are stern talking to, and their feelings get hurt, and
0: they know that daddy loves
2: them. But you know, when it's time to handle your business, it's time to handle your business. I mean, it's like D, like Dee said, there is a change in the air, and I think that if we can get across to an, a majority of the people that's not the way you should handle things and that, you know, discussing things and understanding people's emotions and and feelings, you know, our parents didn't take our feelings into consideration. It was what they said, when they said, and how they said, and you didn't have, if you had an opinion, your opinion was beat out of you or you were beat down verbally or physically to, to go in a different direction. So mm-hmm. um, to answer your question, it's very difficult to get into roles that are, um, um, I mean, I love playing the bad guy, but um, these particular bad guys are monsters. So there's a difference for me. I I like playing bad guys, but monsters, um, I feel a a calling is on me. You know, the D selected me to play this character, and I can only um, give 130% on it.
3: Right. Not to mention, you will be a reflection on someone who is an abuser um, so they can see themselves in, in that character. Because a lot of times they don't feel that they are an abuser. They, and especially when they think that that's the way you're supposed to be. And if those are the things you're supposed to do. Or if they're not, if they don't feel they're hurting that person that bad, they may not feel like they can be put in that category. But seeing you bring it out so clearly could be a great opportunity of reflection for them. And maybe it'll open their eyes and say, hey, I'm a monster just like that guy. In the movie.
4: That's exactly what we want to happen. We want the men to see themselves through Cal on the, on the screen. And when Tree say, uh, I'm sorry, Trise as Cookie, the things that her character says, women actually say those things. And it, it sounds ridiculous to us, uh, me as the writer and, and, and to uh, Tree say as the as the actor, saying it. But women actually say that. And we want them to look on the screen and see how they look when they say it. And it'll it'll have a different it'll have a different uh, impact on them when they can see that visual right before them. And then as always, the person who has a supportive friend, Katrina, played by Yasmin, she is the person. It's just like she was like on her case, on her side to let's make a difference in your life. She stuck by her, stuck by her, stuck by. Her. And there are people who have Katrinas in their life, you know. And hopefully we'll see that they'll see that they should not give up on their friend the way Katrina. Did not give up on her friend, so we're hoping, just like you said, that they see themselves on the screen. that
3: would be great. that would be great, and because it could open a lot of people's eyes, and then, and then uh, depending on the results of them, you know the situation in the movie, uh, maybe that that would also help them know what direction to take after that. You know, um, exactly. you can't really tell somebody how wrong they are for doing something without giving them a resolution for it. You know they have to know what to do to help themselves or to stop doing what they're doing or somebody should be seeing something that helps them know what to do if they have a family member or a friend or something that is seeing something like some people don't know what to do and some people are sit there and think to themselves well she had, she never left him she mustn't mind you know getting smacked around or whatever you know I I've always because once I have had an experience I had a friend whose husband was abusive to her. She used to tell me the things he used to do to her. And um, before, his, um, her brother would, like, you know, beat him up or, or confront him or whatever. And because she kept going back to him, her family just stopped doing anything to help. So he continued to beat her. He continued to um, have the children turn against her by just doing it in front of the kids and bad-mouthing her in front of the kids and stuff. And, you know, now uh, somewhere down the line, um, he got to the point where he was so so comfortable he was doing in front of anybody. So I went to visit her at one time, and and I was so angry when he walked into the room. I dared him no. to do something while I was standing there, because mm. me and her both would just have to be a tag team that day and get that man because there was no way in the world he was going to do that and I was going to watch it. You know, right in front of me, and just and he didn't do anything. I guess you can see it on my face. Like, I better wait till she leaves. All right,
4: you sound like Katrina. <laughs> but, you sound like the Katrina character. Yes, you know, ma'am. I was like, girl, you, you be, I'll like tell you,
2: her, so if you don't know what to do, girl. You go get
0: the frying pan. I'll get the bet. <laughs>
3: yeah, but see what you have to
2: understand, and I think that everybody needs to 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 listen and and not only look at what's happening in the, in this movie, but listen to what's happening in this movie. You have to understand that these. People are methodical in what they do and how they do it. D tells a story. Um, she just gives you a, a brief overview or introduction to how ruthless and, and mean Vitty is because, as you well know, abusers don't start off being abusers. They, you know, win your confidence. They find out what your insecurities are. They allow you to depend on them, and then they, they start taking things away from you. They start taking your mm-hmm. self-esteem. They start taking money. They start taking opportunities. They don't. They, you know, in the house, which is becomes a dungeon for the person. That anything that happens in their house, they're in control of. And and when, you know, unfortunately, whoever has the most money, and sometimes it's not even the person that has the most money. Can, a, a rich woman can still get abused by a poorer dude. It's just how he attacks her her esteem. And and Dee tells the story beautifully. I'm not gonna give anything away because I want everybody to come and see it. I want that place to be packed out Saturday, and we have to have another showing of it um, there soon after. Um, we're hoping to get that you know done as well because it's, it's a it's a film that everybody needs to see. It's a documentary. You need to be in the library, or you need to go online and be able to say, you know, this is what I need to see. This is what's happening to me. I need to I need to I need to I need to get out of the situation I'm in. And and guys need help. You know, we we need help. And and man, that's
3: me me. I would like to ask you uh about your character. Can you give us a little bit of information about your character and what it was that put you in a place where you can really show that character and what, what that character was going through in that in that film?
5: Wow. Okay, so I play Katrina. And Katrina is Actually, so much different than my own character. Naturally, um, I drew on strong friends that I, I knew in my past to be able to be Cookie's best friend, her rock, to be able to stand up against um, her the man that she believes she
0: loves.
5: Uh, Katrina is a loyal, strong and very caring person who would do anything for her loved ones and friends. And um, she just loved her best friend and wanted her out of the situation and gave her the room to uh, make her own choices. And when she made the choice to leave, Katrina was always there. And I believe that's what women who are in those situations need. They need someone who will be there for them, who will stand by them and not call them names and not make them feel worse for staying. Because um, women have to make their own choices when it's time to leave. You have to go when you're ready.
3: That's true. And yeah. if you're not ready, you're going to let yourself stay there. hmm
4: Ravinda, this is Dee. I have to uh, bid my farewell. I have to have another appointment. But I want to say thank you, guys. And I know you will represent, represent. And, Ravinda, thank you so much for this opportunity. But uh, you're left in good hands. All three of them are so capable and so able to answer anything and, and just represent me. So go ahead and do it, guys. And I will talk to you later. I have to make my run. That's thank good. you so much, Ravinda. Okay. All right. Well, thank, Bye. You for Bye. Being yeah.
3: thank you for that opportunity. All right, so we were um, discussing, um, you know, the movie and the characters. Now, um, Trissay, your character was a friend of the the main lead, uh, female lead.
1: Actually, um, I play Cookie Ravinda, and Cookie is the female lead, and um, okay. Katrina is my best friend. So I,
0: okay.
1: I actually play the I actually my character is, is the victim. My character is Benny's, hmm, Benny's catalyst <laughs> for violence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so now when you two were in in you know in, in, in the midst of a scene where you were being abused, um what did it make you feel like?
1: I would have to say, Ravinda, uh, it, it it's not. I am I am fortunate also because I have not been involved in abusive relationships, and, and the challenge for me, being such a strong woman and actually having a firecracker temper, I have a firecracker temper, but it takes something very very serious to set it off and. The opposite you know, I don't hold the grudge And I don't stay angry long But I I will get angry And I expect mm-hmm. an apology I expect the wrong to be righted And then I'm over it But dealing with, with the the relationship I had to approach it from a standpoint Where I loved this man so much So deeply So overwhelmingly 100% that first of all his his treatment of me was shocking, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: then it just got to a point where it i i guess it could become the way that I had to go into it was to to gain a certain degree of acceptance of the behavior because i if if you love someone, I'm very passionate, and I believe that some of these people what they what they're feeling is that they love this other person so much that they just believe that if they love this person long enough, hard enough, strong enough, that they'll change this person back to the nice individual that he or she was when really they weren't nice all along. They were simply putting on, you know, their Kool-Aid smile to get the person where they wanted them to be. But I I do believe that it's an illness, and Mm -hmm. it is not just happening to females the situation that i have is that i had a very good male friend who's actually has been being abused by his wife for years and years and years and the irony is you know society teaches that men are so strong and they're they're not vulnerable and they have no no challenges this man happens to be a police officer and he is a very peaceful person A very kind, genteel person They have two sons Who are teenagers And she verbally abuses him I mean, she checks his cell phone All the She controls all the money She's a homemaker So she doesn't work outside the home But she controls all the money She controls his comings and goings If he's away from her, she's calling him She checks his cell phone She checks the account She physically comes down to his job to check his whereabouts, and he he has told me that there are several other police officers in the same situation, and their fear is that they know the law. They know they can't put hands on this person, and they are afraid that the individual will cause so much negative energy that they will cause them to lose their jobs and lose their pensions and lose their way of life. So what this gentleman is actually doing is waiting, to retire, to leave his abusive wife—is that amazing? Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yes. And he's like mm. six foot five, and a police officer. Mm, you better I, watch
3: uh, out. He's gonna snap out.
1: <laughs> he he hasn't snapped in eighteen freaking years.
3: He's he waiting just, on year twenty. It's always a first time. I told I you told my him friend's him. husband just, just all of a sudden decided to be an abuser after thirteen years. You know, never ever ever hitting her, not so much as even really arguing with her. And she didn't provoke it. You can't provoke somebody to smack you out of your sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, it can happen. And
1: I I want, I'm hoping that people also take away from the project that, yes, the majority of it is females being abused by males, but there is a very, very quiet underground society of men that are being abused by mm-hmm. women, and it's it's unacceptable and it's ugly either side. And a lot of times it's emotional and it's verbal and it's psychological. And the person, they see themselves trapped as a prisoner and they feel like, well, I really love this person, I love this person, why don't they love me back? What am I doing wrong? It must be me. What's wrong with me? So it's like they're being abused twice by their abuser and by themselves. It's challenging
3: So now following The the, the uh, movie um, How did you feel afterwards You know like after Drawing on that type of persona For the movie you know how did it make you feel After was it hard to let go Of that character You know or did, did it make you angry or anything Like that you know just Open your eyes some more
1: I would have to say that um, At certain points in time you know it ticks me off because that's going to be my nature. I mean, if I don't like pain, and I'm not the type of person that will will start it, but I'm also not the person that will run away from it. If you bring it, we're going there. But, you know, I won't bully you, I won't antagonize you, but I believe, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you or as they do unto you. So no. Are you an
0: Aries? No. <laughs> I am. You <laughs> no, are. I No, I'm not.
1: I'm talking to myself. I am. I am actually um, an Aquarius. I'm on the cusp of Capricorn and oh, oh. Cal. Shall shall we? Cal, shall we tell our secrets?
2: Yeah, yeah. Tell our, you know, what's going Romita. on.
1: Cal and I actually share the same birthday.
3: Wow, <laughs>
1: yeah, and we were blown away by that. We had no idea, and we we found it out accidentally, so no it's it's a part of so other than being ticked off, pissed off, really, the other part of me felt a great deal of sadness. yes, you mm-hmm. you look at it and say okay i'm I'm the victim, I'm being abused, but knowing inside, if you've got that internal core of strength, a person can do things to you, but and they can touch you physically and they can touch you verbally and emotionally, but they cannot get down into the core of you, the essence of you. So there was a great deal of sadness for for me for my man that I loved, Vinny, because he was possessed by these demons. To me, he was the victim. And, you know, I wasn't. As far as my perspective was concerned, I wasn't the victim. He was the victim. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
1: I would not say to a woman in a relationship and allow someone to put hands on you. I wouldn't say to a man, stay in a relationship and allow yourself to be victimized and verbally abused and physically abused because you have sadness for this person. Do I believe that people have redeeming qualities? Of course I do. Do I believe that people can change? Yes, but I do believe that Sometimes abusive people, it's not um, it's not modeling, it's not upbringing. I believe that there are some people who generally have some evil inside them and that other right. than the creator and other than some good therapy, they are lost. And the only way that you can help them is to kick their butt back because I believe that if a person continuously slaps you, and you continuously turn the cheek, then they never learn what the sting of the slap feels like. So they have no comparison. Mm-hmm. But I'm a great advocate of therapy, counseling, because we are willing to go to a doctor for everything, but healing of of the mind, and the brain.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: there, I think that that is that's a door that has to be opened, and it has to be more acceptable, and it has to be more acceptable for our men to accept the fact that perhaps they're also being abused or they've been victims of abuse and now they are the abuser. They are still victims themselves. They're just the the evil side or the twisted side of the victimology is the way I see it.
5: I, I right. agree. I think that um, once the abuse happens, the way it's allowed to be continue and fester and grow is, is that it's such a, it, it's kept secret. You are ashamed by it. And so then, therefore, you keep it quiet, and it's on the underline, and you don't want to make the person that you love look like a monster in everybody else's eyes. Like Trice said, you think that you can love them back to being good, and, and that's that's not how it happens. That's not, that's not the way it works. They need help. And I think we as a community need to stop being afraid and ashamed to say that we need help mentally and physically.
3: Right, and the families that know that this is going on should do something as well because I've seen situations where um, it's it's sort of like in the family, you know, where they, they're they used to it. it. It happened with them too, like the, the woman or the man's um, spouse, I mean, parents um, have gone through that, too, and they don't even see that as wrong. They just know it's something that's, you know, a result. Like, just like when you go back into uh, remembering the scenes from the movie Color Purple when um, uh, Whoopi's character told um, uh, Oprah's character, I mean, uh, Oprah's husband's character, um, well, you know, Harpo, told him to beat her, and, and that's because that's what she was used to Seeing and what she was used to happening, and then when you go to the burning bed, and you and you remember, um, uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett's character's mom, she was used to getting it, and then the husband's mom was used to getting it, and it was like it was just a normal thing, you know. And why are you complaining? Why are you? Well, you now, know, now that you know, now that you know
2: better, him. you have to do better, and, and that's what that's what this right. film is um, is trying to help. People realize is that you got you got to do better, man. You can't you know you can't constantly abuse um, people. And abuse comes in many different shapes and forms. It could be cheating, it could be verbal, it could be physical, it could be mental. Um, it could be abuse against children. Um, Dee's first film um, that she did, um, "It's Never Too Late," is about a boy that gets abused when he's young and how he makes decisions as he grows up. And the Healing House even though it ends with me, Trisse, and um Yasmin, um, the beginning of the movie is telling um a younger cookie dating in high school and she starts um allowing guys to do certain things to her and get away with it. Then she goes to college and then Cookie at Trisse's age in her thirties. <coughs> in her early days. You know, <laughs> Begins to, began to make, <laughs> make the same decision again. And and this is and this is something that, you know, I really want, you know, people to take away from it, is that our teenage girls have to start understanding that the decisions that you make, allowing dudes to do certain things, is it, it's, it's just not good. Anybody that's in an abusive situation needs to scream out for help if it if, if so it, it only happens one time, it doesn't happen continuously. Uh, I'm right. reading a book right now. I have an audition on Sunday for a movie called um, And You Still Chose Me, and I play a bad guy in this, and this guy had been abusing this girl for six years, and nobody wow. would do anything, and it was happening in front of her two older um, brother and sister and her younger brother. He was making them watch while he abused her. So
0: wow.
2: let's get rid of the secrets. Let's let's cancel out all the secrets. No more secrets. There are no more secrets. We have to tell our children this, we have to tell young people this, we have to tell adults this, we have to tell old people. No more secrets. If something is happening to you, you need to yell out help on the first time or before the first time or before it even happens. So, you know, I I just wanna I just wanna say that because I don't want people to think that this is just about somebody stomping somebody out. There's a reason why everything happens. And we need
0: That's to swap right. because we know better, we have to do
3: better. That's right. That's true. And we got to watch out for each other. You can keep your eyes closed and just say, well, what's she going to do about it? You know, maybe she needs help getting her to do something about it. Some people need Absolutely. a little bit of push behind them, or they might not know what to do. So you have to be there to be supportive, you know, give them that little push I've done that for lots of females that I know who have been in a situation like that. You know,
0: like they. And
2: just like you said, you can't give up on, on your family member to keep on going back. You can't give up on people to keep on going back because they don't know no better. You got to really educate them, and you really got to sit them down and explain to them what's happening to them. Because when you're in it, you can't see it. You can't. When right. you're in an abusive relationship, a relationship that is that is, is toxic for you, you cannot see it until it's too late. By that time, and, it's, it's over.
1: And I think Everybody, if nobody they could don't step wanna... away, you know, I think yeah. if they could step away and step away for a minute and observe it, not, you know, not subjectively, but objectively, it's like when, when you go away from a person for a period of time, you start to see that person in a different light. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize this, or oh, really, he does this or she does that. That's interesting. But it gets so ingrained in, into a person's psyche that it becomes a part of them, and they it's such a vicious cycle. It's so ingrained. And I think that even a lot of people won't go into counseling, won't go into therapy, but we are all, we can be one another's counselors. If you choose to go to, you know, your reverend or your mother or your father or your your best friend, if you've got a Yasmeen, if you you've got a Cal or Teresa, it doesn't have to be a formal counselor. I think that would be best. I personally think that would be best.
0: Right.
1: And then that that individual that's doing it, they both both individuals need help because one needs the other. It's it's like enabling, enabling. Right. Absolutely. I agree.
5: I it's, think I think also too that um, we need to. Not only, yes, we want the woman to get out, yes, we want the person who's being abused to get out, but we also want the person who's being abusive to get help so that the generational curse can stop. We want it to stop. We don't want it to continue. We don't want to leave that abuser at the wayside so then they can therefore go to the next person and abuse them. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still there? Oh, yes.
1: Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Ravina? You can't hear Is us? There Ravina? Right? No, we're here. Cal?
5: Yes, please? Of course. I'm, I'm Hello? still here. <laughs> Oh, I think Because a moment of we're praying.
2: Everybody thinking, everybody thinking at the same time. We were time.
5: thinking and we were praying and we were calling for all people <laughs> to come.
0: <Wow>. And <laughs> I was hoping on Saturday,
5: teenage,
1: I was hoping that teenage males and teenage females would come and and view this film because that is that is the foundation. I mean, there are statistics that show that kids in middle school who have relationships who shouldn't even be dating that early, personally, I feel, but how are can be involved in abusive relationships. So, you know, we've got to, that's, I believe, a good place to start. So I I am hopeful that we can have some teenage males and some teenage females come out and view this, view our film, share it with, you know, with their group, with their homeboys, with their homegirls, because it's necessary. I think this would be a great film to experience to take to like a planned parenthood because you know we we focus on sexual aspects with with our teens this is as vitally important as that is cuz we are losing people people are absolutely. are dying
5: absolutely
3: it's serious we are losing them and younger and younger and younger is crazy and um you know i I've, I've seen it happen with a lot of um I've seen so many things, and I just have to ask, you know, what what is going on sometimes? Because I've seen a man just grab his woman out of the car, you know, because she was in the car getting a ride home from the store with these other men. So it automatically made him angry that she's in the car with these other men. And she, I mean, she did go to the store. I'm sure that she had a shopping cart in the back seat with her. And he just snatched that girl right out of the car and beat her, And those men did not get out the car and help. Wow. they didn't do anything. They just watched him beat her up. up.
2: See, you got male friends.
3: You got to say something. You got male friends that that beat their women. Tell them about. Tell them it's wrong. You know. Advice, right? I am a nine
1: one one. I am a school pigeon. I am a trick baby. I don't (laughs) care.
0: (laughs) I,
3: am, I will have 911 on speed south. dial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I'm I went home, and, and um, that was before cell phones. It was a long time ago. But I went home, and I called the police. and told them that the, um, I just saw a man pull a woman out of the car and start beating Now, being that it was three men, I was just they would do something about it. They just pulled off. So I called the police, and, of course, you know, they stopped by, by the time the police got there. But I've seen a lot of incidents, you know, happen. My sister's husband was an abuser. I mean, he but he was a sneaky abuser because he, he was a drug addict and an abuser. So I, I didn't see him actually do anything to her. I just know what he did to her because we moved her out of the house, and he was in the house right next door. He waited till we left to go in there and, and confront her. And he punched her in the face, and then he went back home. So, you know, when we got there; she's upset and crying and everything. Cause he waited till we left. So he was a coward, abuser. He just waited till we left. And of
0: course, well, i what not I believe say abusers the are. <laughs> I, I believe that I believe
5: I believe that abusers are cowards. So do so I. So do
0: I. I, that,
5: I. I really do think that. Um, not only do we want to see the men who are abusers to see themselves on the screen, but we also want to we want the women who are in those situations to see themselves on that screen. Now yes. will the healing house make you stop in your tracks and change your life at that moment? Probably not. But what it will do it's open up discussion it will cause people to stop and think it will make the secret go away i think a lot of women who are in those situations they they make themselves believe that it's not as bad as it really is oh Yes, he threw the television at my head, but if I hadn't have said X, Y, and Z, it wouldn't have happened. Yes, he smacked me in public, but I knew he was tired and upset from his job. We have to stop making excuses for our abusers, and we have to begin to stand up for ourselves and realize that our life is more important than holding on to something that is toxic. Toxic for us And I think uh, Like I said I think the healing house will open up discussion It will open up your mind It will begin a thought process Within yourself And then you will slowly begin to talk to Other people We want to start conversations within the community So that then This abuse that goes on Isn't so secret And it won't be, be able to continue to grow All
3: right if we could just get that message out to everybody, that would be great. It's like we need to get the message out for a lot of things, and and hopefully, if our country can be the example for other countries, because other country, I mean, I'm sure in the past we didn't actually have a law, but it was it was probably a lot easier to get away with doing that kind of stuff long time ago.
0: Since if they
3: had, they gave them the right to beat grown people that weren't even their children or employees down like they beat slaves, I'm sure they were able to smack their wife or or their husband or whatever. So, you know, other countries are probably looking at us like, Oh, don't come over here telling us what we can do and you've been doing it all your lives. So we set an example to those other countries, maybe to make it, you know, easier for the people who are over in those countries that disagree with those laws to be more stern in getting them changed. Because it uh, it makes no sense to me that a man should be able to just beat his wife and have his friends be his wife and his family members be his wife for no good reason in the middle of the street, right. and the children too. I mean, if a woman gets raped in another country, certain Middle Eastern countries, she's automatically assumed to be a whore or something else and deserves to get beat over there. So the the community starts to beat yeah, her, you know, well, like stoning herself. Right. And, like, she just going okay? to the store. She coming home from the store and just got attacked. So now these men that are attacking think they can just do that and get away with it. And then we have the prince who recently was abusing his servant. He is going to jail because he killed him. Okay. He was a Saudi prince, and he beat that man. And of course, if it wasn't for the evidence in the tape, then they probably wouldn't do anything. But he... Is going to jail, so it's it's changing. Like you guys were saying before, it is changing. They're starting to be non-tolerant of these type of um, incidents. So if we could just make it go through the entire world where we just cannot do these types of things, maybe we can get somewhere.
1: It's got to. There, there has the attitude has to stop. That well, you know, it's not my problem. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved in someone else's relationship. You know, you you need to lie in the bed that you made for yourself, you know, stop whining, grow up and deal with it. But there has been, you know, not so long ago it was accepted. It was, you mm-hmm. know, a lifestyle. And, you know, parents and people would tell people, well, you know, you got married. This this comes along with the territory. And I've heard men say, you know, I'm, I don't want to get involved in another man's business. I want to get involved in someone else's relationship, and I will say to them, "Well, what if it were your mother, your sister, your daughter? Would you get involved then? What if it were you? Would you want someone to get involved and come to your aid?" I was well, in.
2: Um, well, what, what people have to do is they have to start saying um, it's about human beings and not about a gender. It's about no, you a know, fellow man, a fellow woman. It
1: shouldn't matter. I was I was exactly. taking what in a bus terminal. I was taking a bus insane and um these two men started fighting outside and everyone started gathering in front of the window there was a security officer inside so i looked at him i said um are you going to go outside and you not know, what i did was the security officer wasn't over there so the men were like inside looking out the glass watching these two men just beat the spit out of one another and one definitely had the best of the other and so I said to them, I said, well, is anyone going to do anything? Are you guys going to go and stop that? It's not my business. It's not my business. I said, okay. I went and I got the security officer. He didn't even want to get involved. And I told him, I said, I will call 911 right here. The men actually got upset with me. They were like, oh, you're nosy. You're butting in. It's not your business. I said, and when I said to them, if you were out there getting the beat down, would you want someone to come to your aid? Oh, then it's mm. this and everyone's pausing and they've got big eyes and the security officer went out there and broke it up. I was like, okay. I'm I I am I cannot stand by and just watch someone just bring harm to someone else. I can't do it.
3: You the news in again. What is going on here? Hello?
5: We hear you. Yeah, we hear you. I hear you. We
3: hear Okay. Yes. No no no. It sounds it sounds like on my end it's like I don't hear anybody anymore. <laughs> it's a concern. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> See, they don't want us to tell the truth. They don't want to just... <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
0: You can't handle it. <laughs>
3: so now let me ask you about the movie again, like Um, is it it's just right now it's a screening in, in Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. So is, is it are there any plans to take it anywhere else?
2: Um I I for one I'm trying to get it um it's going to be shown on what is the southwest side of Atlanta down on uh on on Dewey Street the clock center yeah um, I'm going to try to get it a little um towards um the heart of the city or you know up on the north side um I'm thinking that um we're going to try to expose different centers and um women's um shelters and men's shelters and maybe show the film, you know, maybe Dee can get it, um, copies of it so people can watch it and see what's going on and understand and have discussions and open discussions and start opening up communications so people can understand that, you know, what's happening to them, it's not only happening to them, it's happening to a whole lot of other people. And like you women have said, you know, um, Dee said, you know, she only came across two people or three people that hadn't been abused in some form or fashion that um, you guys are very lucky and we want to, you know, be able to share that with everyone. We, It's not so much about us starring in the film or us being a part of the film. I think that the inner motivation for all three of us was to help people. You know, we all are helpers. We want to help and expose information to people. Mm-hmm. Um, Dee, is, um, she's a giver, and she's given information both in this film and the other film um to help people um deal with some of the secrets and so these secrets need to be not to be secret. So yeah, we well, are definitely going to try to get it to different um venues so people can see it if they have to even see it Well, I, I
3: got you up here in Philly. Um right. I'm in the Philadelphia/South slash South Jersey area. I, I can help you get it up here and we have a lot of um women's um organizations that pre- for preventative um Domestic abuse situations, uh, programs. Um, in yeah. our
2: churches as well. Um, our churches are, are are harboring a lot of people that are being abused sexually, mentally, and physically. That we need to um, to tap into that too. And I think if we start there, I mean, we could definitely start a, a flood of information coming out because it, that's, it's, that's it's, a great idea. It's terrible. Uh, it's Talk terrible. About I, I, I personally, I want to see that happen. Oh. You know? I mean,
3: cause we got some stuff coming out the church right now, so I'm sure some other things are coming out too. Exactly. And uh, you know, I mean, everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has you know um, weaknesses and and things that they didn't realize were wrong, but they can't say anything about it. You know, they don't want anybody thinking about them that way or whatever. You know, but all the stuff can come out when you're doing wrong. It will come out.
2: What you're doing today. What you doing in the light? What will come. You know what you doing the dark? We'll come out in the light for it sure. Yeah, we'll that everybody
3: every say it every can't be. Vegas Look, every place can't be Vegas, you know. And you you're get right. <laughs> away <laughs> with it, it's no. Vegas. It's that Vegas is. isn't even Vegas. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, Alabama. They
0: just think there, it so. is. <laughs> right. And
2: we have to be aware that this is um, October is a uh, um, abuse awareness month as well. Yes,
0: it is.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, so the timing is perfect. And I, I am right. so pleased that there is a, a discussion, like a and a So I think that that is just great to get people involved and get their minds open, get them thinking, because film will definitely give you pause. Yes, it will give can. you pause.
2: Absolutely. You need, I, I don't think any of us have seen the film yet. Um, we're only going by no. with you saying, so.
1: No, we're oh, we, we haven't. haven't. <laughs> So huh. we will all be introduced to it at the same time, as exactly.
3: the audience. So, so now, how do you feel? You how do you think you're going to feel about you know your performance when you see the movie? Like, you, do you ever look at yourself as yourself doing something, or are you just looking at a character like you didn't even know that was you? I like to let
2: the you know, go for that first.
3: It it is,
1: it is really really challenging for me to watch my work. I mean, when I'm when I'm performing on the stage. In a theater, and I've got that direct feedback from my audience, you know that's one thing but when in film or on television, it is really challenging for me. I actually don't watch my work. The only time I generally see my work is during a screening during a premiere i I don't want to be influenced by myself or by the other characters i I go into a project you know with my heart, my spirit, my mind, my soul and um but i know that as an artist i will be so self-critical that i will it will be difficult for me probably to enjoy my work or give it a fair criticism because i'm going to be looking at at the essences of everything that i'm doing how did i speak this and what was my expression and all that what i would rather do is i like to take what a director, what a writer, what a producer gives me. And my job is to bring it to life, add color to it, make it like a fine meal, add the flavor, give it the aroma, and, you know, presentation so that when you get it, if you're supposed to just like me, I want you to despise me. And if you're supposed to like me, I want you to fall in love with me. So that is... and. Beating off my my co stars and anyone else that I'm working with, I believe my job as an artist is to bring the words and the feelings to life. So I will I will sit there and I will watch it and I will try to watch it for the
0: basis <laughs> of the storyline.
1: <laughs> I'll try not to cringe. <laughs> I would be one of those exactly. artists that wouldn't read a thing, wouldn't view a thing. No.
5: I'll just watch Cat and Yasmeen's work.
0: And like Tree Say,
5: I will grin and bear it and look at um, all the other actors' performances because I will be very critical of myself. Um, my only hope is that I've brought real reality to my role and it was authentic. And um, and, uh, will I enjoy watching Mm -hmm. me on the screen? Probably not, but I will grin and bear it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I suppose over time you may be able to to get more comfortable with that. I I have the same problem when it comes to listening to myself on the radio because I, I don't like, for some reason, I don't like my voice that much. But everybody seems to love it, and um, I don't know why. Because I, I I know how old I am, but I I don't sound that way when I'm talking. So when other people are telling me, oh, why you sound wonderful, and I'm just not believing it. So I I don't know if it's a confidence thing or or if it's uh you just just you know yourself. I think it's an artist thing.
1: I think it's I think artists basically are a little bit insane.
3: I, I do, and
1: uh, I think we're a little bit insane. The, uh, I mean, our our passion derives from something that could really cause us verbal and emotional abuse by others. They're like, you know, okay, okay, you were great in this, but you stunk in that. And our, our objective at the end is: is the audience feeling? Are they getting what we're trying to give them? As Cookie. I want women to be able to see me. I want them to be pissed off. I want them to be pissed off. I want them to be angry. I want them to be hurt. And then I want them to be strong and resolute and say, okay, we've gone through all that. Now what are we going to do? And Cal, it's your turn, so you're not getting away. Go.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's it's, uh, funny because uh, I... I I try to teach as I, I work on set. Um, I know that D is, you know, this is our second film, and I worked with her on the first film, and I was able to, you know, give her some insight on a couple of things. And I said, Dee, you really need to see the dailies so you can see what's happening so you make sure you got everything. You're supposed to be able to watch it on a monitor and not be in the room while we're filming it so you can see what's going on, so you're getting the right shot, the lighting looks right, everything looks right. And, D is so such a, a warm and understanding person. Oh no, Cal! You know um, y'all 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 got it. You know y'all can handle it. But as she <laughs> seen, as she got to editing, that there were some things that she wanted to get that she may not have gotten, and there were things that she's gotten that she didn't even realize she needed to get. So um, when she said, you know, Cal, do you want to come to the editing session? I told her I said no nah, because I, I really don't like to see myself. I don't want to be biased because we shot this almost, what, three months ago? Um, yes. And it took us it took us about a month to shoot it or whatever, depending on our schedules and everything. So I'm no longer that person, but I have grown from the experience. So when I look mm-hmm. at it to, on Saturday, I'll be just as surprised as the 300 people that I invited to see it. So <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> It's going to be a little. It's going to be a little uncomfortable for me because I invited my mother and my father to to see oh. um, what I've done, and I invited um, my oldest daughter, who is 20 now. I invited her to come and see it as well. So I would like to, um, so to speak, see it through their opinion of of what happened mm-hmm. because they know me. You know, there are people that know me And there are people that don't know me that will be there And they'll be able to see If I affect them, like Trise says If you affect people With your performance Then your job is done If they Thank hate me, job. which they will And if they love me, which they will I've done my job
1: Exactly mm-hmm. And we've got, a ten year, we've got a 10 year old In the house and she's female And she wants to come so badly And, and I'm torn and I'm like if you were 15, I'd take you. Maybe right. if you were 13, right. I'd take you, but I, I I, don't think so. I told her, I said, I just don't think it's age appropriate. I don't want to shatter your innocence, and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I want to teach you, and, and, of course, you have to be taught and you have to learn, and I think she would, I think it would be too disturbing for her, so I'm going to have to live with that decision. I, I won't take her, and... um
2: I won't. So. Me as well. Um, I don't I'm not going to you know? bring my 10-year-old daughter either. Um, okay. I didn't bring my 10-year-old daughter
3: either today. Way, you something. can let her see it later. Like it ain't, It's not like it's going anywhere. Oh, but, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, okay, yeah.
3: Okay. You know, because I know a lot of actors that don't let their kids see them play, like, um, either action roles or or if they play killers or something like that because they don't want their kids to think do some crazy stuff on the side, you know. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, uh, you know yeah, if, I
2: wasn't in, if I wasn't in this film and i was I was going to see it, I wouldn't let a ten year old I, I didn't think no. i wouldn't think, see because yeah. the story is not based on i mean we're just giving you the end result we're the end result actors the other actors that play the younger um portrayals of cookie um, and they're
0: teenagers
2: they're yeah. they're teenagers and and they're young they're younger adults so it would be wise for younger adults to see something as as young as maybe 13 or 14 because people are, you know, dating or are involved in relationships and to know the warning signs. When, you know, somebody does this or does that, that, that means exit stage left.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Right.
2: And if you... But well, um, teenagers somebody,
3: is a great idea, too, because teenagers yeah. are getting to a point where, you know... They're Absolutely. comfortable with Absolutely. play fighting, you know, play fighting. Yeah. You're turning into something more serious. And Absolutely. if you let somebody begin to put their hands on you, then, it's, you know, it just continues on. It looks like we have someone trying to call in and ask a question or something. Let me bring oh, them okay. in. Hello, Carla, you're on, um, You're at uh, extension 0553. Did you want to um, join the conversation and ask the question of our guests?
4: Well, I really wanted to make a statement. Um, hello, Cal, Shisei, and Yasmeen. This is Angie. How are you all doing? Hi, hey, Angie. I just wanted to let the help know that you all are the kindest, the sweetest, the most professional people in the world. And to see you guys transform into the characters that you did in order to pull this off for Dee it's absolutely awesome. And it's well,
2: thank a you. Mes-
4: Thank you. It's a you mes- me. You. <laughs> it's a message. Well,
2: um, Angie is is not giving um, all the information. Angie was like Dee's right-hand woman who, was, Absolutely. who wore about 20 different hats. She was the sound lady. She was the caterer. She was the driver. She was the wardrobe mistress. She was the makeup. You know, she she, she um, was giving uh, critical information on set as far as uh, some of the uh, appropriate things that were happening to Cookie's character. So... Um, <laughs> And and we uh, we appreciate you. Ah, uh, well, I appreciate you. I, I don't know about these other young Anyway ladies.
5: Only you, <laughs> only you.
2: They, anyway, deeper, Andy, are
1: you Jamaican? You know? With all those jobs, I'm just you know curious. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know we love you.
1: <laughs>
4: but it was a learning experience for me, and what I loved about it is these people had been in that profession for a while in movies and plays and stuff, and the fact that they um not only shared their talents on screen but also were free with their advice with respect to you know things that would make my role easier or better. That was fantastic. And then the times when I made suggestions, the fact that they just said, okay, we'll give it a try, and they did it, that says something to their persona. Um, But the message of the healing house is so much bigger. I mean, I know there may be flaws in the film, but the message is so much bigger than then we all know, and I believe once the dealing takes place on Saturday, that a lot of people will recognize themselves in the roles, and a lot of people will look for those venues where they can actually seek healing, be it through counselors or spiritual advisors or really sitting down with a close confidant and saying, I need help and where to start. So I thank you guys for Helping me grow in my little video camera <laughs> type of experience, <laughs> um, and I um, praise you all for just lending your uh, talents because I believe it's going to go beyond Atlanta. Thank you, Angie, so much.
0: We you know, thank, you, thank you, Angie. Angie, you, you are an
5: amazing woman in your own right.
0: Absolutely.
5: Like, without you being there, I I don't think our job would have been as easy as it was. You made our job much more, much easier. And more fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
3: Well, thank yeah. you so much, Angie, for calling in and, and, you know, giving a statement to our guests and, and participating in this project yourself and being a very uh, con- large contributor to its success. So thank you and congratulations also to you. Thank you. Thank you well i I see that we have just a few more minutes left um I would like to give um our guests an opportunity to uh, make their final statement um a message that you might want to pass on to uh anyone who's listening that may need to know that there is help out there or may need to know um uh, you know something that they need to have in their life to bring them the support they need to make those decisions to stop this circle. So I'm going to give the floor to Yasmin first.
5: Okay. What I would like for anyone who might be listening who is in this situation to take away from our conversation this evening is that you are not alone. You are not stupid for being in your situation you are not dumb. This is not your fault. This is not all your life can be. You can get out. You can be better. You can shine. And that's
3: what I Thank want. Thank you very you. much for that. Thank you. And you um would you, would you like to share something as well?
1: I think I would like to say to people, women and men, passion love these are these are really really wonderful things it just shows you that you are alive when you can love someone with the the greatest depth of your passion and your heart just know that give that to the right person if you are in a relationship where you're trying to give all this love but this person cannot accept it cannot receive it and is only Capable of giving you this negative energy You have the Opportunity to Clean out your closet give, give your stuff to Charity throw it away That can't be used until you Clean out your closet the creator Cannot give you What you need To love you there Are people out there that will love You will share your passion will share your Romance get Rid of the rubbish and then the creator can give you what you need get rid of the weeds so you can get to the flowers
3: that's great and Cal uh,
2: I, I just have to, to say that you know we we love we love you know God our creator whoever you, you pray to and you cannot touch that you can. That is something that you just feel inside you. You love something that you cannot touch. Put that same passion into loving your creator and, or your God first, and then look at the situation that you are in. And if that person, be it male, female, doesn't respect you, doesn't honor you, doesn't cherish you, or doesn't... Um, Receive your love the way it should be received, And there are so many people that will help you. There are so many people that want to reach out and help you. Don't turn your back on anybody like Yareen said you are not dumb, you are not stupid, like um Therese is saying that your your creator has given you life, he has given you love um he has given you passion. If someone is not giving you back what you're giving them, then in any situation, whether you have one child you have twenty kids if you're this is the first time you're in love and you think the world is over, if it's the you've been in love fifteen different times, and this is you think this is whatever it is after you put God first or your creator first, put yourself second and love yourself because if you don't love yourself, how can you give love to someone that that doesn't deserve it. Um your your love is the most important thing. Um hold on to it, cherish it yourself. Cherish yourself. And I think that's the most important thing because for a long time I didn't love myself and now that I love myself I'm able to to be in love and, and, and understand what love is. It it's it, you know, it, you don't learn it. Nobody teaches you about love. Just like nobody teaches you um how to breathe, it's just something that happens. Your experiences um, are what guides you through life. So um, I'm just saying that I I tell my kids that, you know, it's okay to to love someone, but, you know, make sure that person is worthy and they're treating you with respect and honor, whether it's a male or a female. And I thank you for having us.
3: Oh, no problem, because, you know, I'm always opening my door to topics like this, you know, to get the word out to people, because this is a great forum to, you know, share this. I mean, Blog Talk Radio has access to over 3 million listeners, and, um, you know, I have a lot of people that listen to my show anyway, plus I post this show in another pod host so um, people in other countries can actually hear it, too, so... Hopefully, those people are experiencing this in countries where they don't have the laws that we have um maybe those people will learn that you know they should try to start petitioning to get those laws changed more because it well, it may just be just happening there, but they have the right to to have those laws changed as well, just like we did
2: well i, I just want to put this out here. I don't think the D has a website, so I'll, I'll give my website and anybody that is that needs help or needs um some resources. I'll do the best I can. Um, you can go to dot k a l c a u t h e n. dot com. That's my name, Cal dot com, and go on there and and hit a button or something and and yell for help and uh, I'll see what I can do. And uh, if they want to get the film, we'll make sure that D gets the information and that we'll um will come. Um, all three of us, or the whole cast, or one of us, and, and just speak intelligently about what's going on. Um, Absolutely. Love yourself first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. We would be honored. And, Ravinda, we thank you so much for giving us this forum to share with others. It is, it is a wonderful thing, and um, we are humbled by it, and we really, really appreciate you.
2: No, no, no. I think thank I'm you, humbled more our- than. <laughs> no, 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 Kyle. It, it,
1: it,
5: I am more humbled than you. Treese was just laying on the floor, but I have become the floor with humbleness. <laughs> I am I
2: am well Be the floor. Myself.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that became the floor. That's a good we method. We have a lot
3: that's happening in Philly, so I think that, um, you know, DG, if get thee to contact me so we can make some type of arrangement to bring it up here too. Because, Absolutely. You know, maybe before the winter is real bad or something, or you
0: know, early in the
3: spring, whatever. But um, I would love to participate in, in helping to you know get up here and um, be seen. We have a lot of great venues where you can do uh, film screening, and um, people up here love the arts. Anyway, so. And maybe while you're in town, you know, you can go check out the film, PhiladelphiaFilm.org, and see what they got going on. <laughs> they always go for cool. people. Cool.
1: <laughs> We'd love good.
0: to.
3: Yeah, I, I was an extra in a couple of the little small independent movies. And Uh-oh. I did it so I can, you know, directors and watch them actually do their work. Because I actually write screenplays myself. And I wanted to actually see somebody do something, you know, like not just, what you see on those special features on DVD, but I wanted to actually be there while they were doing it and watch the instruction and all that stuff. So it was pretty exciting, and, you know, I love that you guys have that type of career that that is fulfilling, and you get to do so much with it. You know, I would love to do the same, tell the story. I don't know if I can act, act, you know, like actually right. I can't remember stuff. <laughs> And, I and that's think what I'm it is. A be-
1: storytelling. It is it's storytelling. That is what it exactly is.
3: So, yeah, I'll you know. be like it to the whole movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like those comedians that never acted before that they throw in a movie and they just make up their own thing,
0: you know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> be a hit, you know.
2: <laughs> okay, improvisational. Yeah. Killed. Yeah,
3: that's, I would have to do that because I I would remember I would be so nervous. I mean I, I sing too, but I don't sing in front of public anymore because I always forget the words. And these are songs I've been singing since I was a teenager, so I have no reason to forget it. It's just the the, the nerve-wracking part is just being in front of people. So I admire actors, to, especially when they're in the film or if they're on a the stage um for a play. Um that they can remember all that stuff, do it in front of the camera or in front of an audience. You know, I admire people who can just do that with, at the drop of hat. I mean I really oh, do Oh yeah,
2: Ravenda, I'm sorry to interrupt but um if you go on, on Facebook you can see the uh trailer to the Healing House if you go on uh, my page. Hey you uh Jas uh Yasmin and um she yes. said you got it on your on your Facebook pages? Sure Welcome. do.
1: Well, okay, you guys have both done good, and uh, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I am a
0: a, bomb. If you're
2: you're friends with uh, Ravinda, you can go on my page, Cal Coffin, and uh, you can see the trailer. And, Ravinda, I hope you look at the trailer. Trailer.
3: You um, I, I have it and I didn't get it I uh, to look at it But I plan on looking at it Because I, I was trying to get a link for it To see if it was like on YouTube or something So I can pass it to everybody That's in my contact list yeah. So that they can actually
2: I, see I'll it see If I can get it to you tonight And you can, you'll can, you be able actually, to
5: do that Resinda, It, it okay. is actually on YouTube um, Okay if good you, If you go on YouTube And it's under the Healing House Trailer You'll be mm-hmm. able to pull it up and watch it. The Healing House movie trailer. You'll be able to watch it on YouTube.
2: So T-H-E, okay, Healing
5: House trailer. Okay. The Healing House
2: movie
3: trailer. Movie trailer. Okay. It yeah. would probably come up under that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, forward that to, I always do that, forward it all over the place. And um, she, she probably want to look at like a lot of the video hosting um websites and post it there too so you can get the word out to other people. Because you might be able to get somebody else To want to do the screening there too.
5: Okay. Sounds like we a thank you so much for your help, President. We thank you for helping us get the word out for um our movie. Um I and I know that Trece and Kyle are very proud of this film. And yeah. we really that we really hope that people come out um so we can get this dialogue started. And begin to heal our community.
1: And we are so absolutely proud not. of Dee and her insight. She's an incredible, an incredible woman.
5: See, I can't even begin to talk about Dee and how well, amazing
0: she is. We need, we need don't another have program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I absolutely. Hey, I mean, Ravenna, when will we be thing? able
2: to uh, listen to this on the um, on your on your site?
3: after the probably within a half hour after the show's over, they okay, take because, a little bit of from what i understand together.
2: um I just got a note passed to me saying that you only hear music while we're on right now.
3: You only hear music they must not be on the right place then
2: okay. <laughs> right, that's,
3: that's
2: a good that's a, that's a good that's a good answer then <laughs>
3: that's a good answer. Unless they went to the page, you know, and they just started from the beginning. I don't know, because it it does record. So, you know, we did play the music in the beginning. But they're about to hear some music now because we have to end the show.
2: So
0: Uh, don't don't get confused.
3: Don't get confused. Um, But I just wanted to say thank you all. And I do look forward to being able to work with you on getting the story out and to get, you know, the project out and then get the word out to make some changes in how we deal with each other and hopefully we can get that up here in Philly because we have a large community of people who are dealing with domestic abuse on a regular yes, basis. now
2: so financial times is hard. as that makes it even worse?
3: Yes. Right. You know, this recession,
2: very high I right mean,
3: it, it, we can't blame it on the recession, but we can blame the recession on enhancing a lot of the stuff that's happening, you know, and exactly. causing a lot of stress. Because this is an ongoing, it seems like it's not over, you know, and now... I don't even you know, I don't even see how we can come away from it. We just have to, to choose a different direction of how we live our lives, you know.
2: Absolutely. Of course you don't you
3: don't want to take everything for granted, but um it's just that we just have to I for one, I don't wanna give the bank anything else. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I stand. They ain't getting nothing else. With it. Nothing. They got everything they can get. They ain't getting nothing else. I don't cash. <laughs> Because it's like turning into the age-old history when they closed the bank and took everybody's money. So now they're going to do the same thing, I'm not my money. So as far as that's concerned, you know, and Then and the, our president is doing a wonderful job, and, of course, he, you know, he had all this thrown in his lap, and I, I want to commend him for, you know, being able to be there for us and help us. Use. And I hope that at some point in time we can actually send some type of petition out to the government. In regards to the laws for um, domestic violence, you know, um,
0: when it comes to restraining orders
3: and, and other things like that. Because even though they took a step to put those out there, they're still not working because some people are still getting killed. You know, stalkers are still out here stalking celebrities and other people and, you know, things like that. So we need to do something about the laws and the punishments and things like that. So. But thank you all for being on the show uh, and giving this great bless form. To, yeah. out you for my listeners. Yeah. I know my you, listeners oh my. are happy to, to hear this, so I'm going to go ahead and put my theme music on because this woman got abused. Well, the story says in this movie, Kill Bill, the woman was abused by her partners. But I have she, that movie. I have. What do you? I love this mm-hmm. part. And then thanks to Risa for putting this um, theme song together. Risa from the Wu-Tang Clan, and um. Not to say that you should just snap out with a sword and go kill everybody. Um, just to say that, you know, fight back.
2: That's take right. care you of yourself. Take
3: your power back. Right. Mm-hmm. And and don't let anybody put you down like that because you're a human too, you deserve happiness and respect just like anybody else. So thank everybody, have a wonderful evening and we are out for the evening.
0: Thank you. Thank you.